You've tuned into another episode of Radio Free HPC, the show where we talk about supercomputing, high-performance computing, and a variety of high-tech topics. I'm Dan Olds from Intersect 360 Research, joined as always by my co-hosts, Henry Newman of Seagate Government Solutions, Shaheen Khan from Orion X, and our near-millennial standout, Jesse Lanham. In association with our media partner, HPC Wire, let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another scintillating edition of Radio Free HPC. Dan Olds here with, what do we have? I'm taking roll. Shaheen Khan down in the valley. No. Jesse Lanham out in West Lafayette. No. Henry Newman from his survivalist compound in Las Cruces, New here. Mexico. <laughs> Yay. Fantastic. So you and me again, Henry. You These know are what, Dan? good shows. I would, it would be, you can't do a show without at least one other person. I don't think it's a good thing. I said, I would, I good could, thing but I said then here. it would be, yes, yes. I'm not wild about doing yeah. one man shows. That's not as much fun as you might think. So let's see Shaheen. Is he off on assignment or do we know where he you is? Know, there was stuff about aliens this morning in the paper. Is it possible he got taken? He and Jesse both. Yeah, but. Don't you think he'd be given back pretty quickly? Not so sure. Now, Jesse, we know, is undergoing some some house transformation. They've got a bum air conditioner, and it's being uh, reworked as we speak with many, many holes drilled and boards pounded and things like that, because I believe there's a, a heat is wave there? on the way to our uh, region. I believe there is. Let's I'm consult going the weather. to, Dan. <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty hot there. And the good thing is it's it's hot. And it's really humid. I know. That's what I'm looking at right now. 87 degrees Fahrenheit with a humidity of 34% and rising. Well, yeah. there you go. And I am, at least, at least the rest of the nice. I've got is a 92 with a humidity. Yeah, with a humidity 92. is, uh, the dew point is 70, 84, 84 degrees. <laughs> 84 percent excuse me yeah that's kind of that's that's well oh, beyond the miserable yes it's like the equator shifted up quite a bit oh well well there you go something else that is getting hot is the isc 21 student cluster competition tell me about it dan it's another virtual competition this is the for those of you that have been not been keeping track this is the 10th time they've done this and they started out as a little competition with five teams. Now they typically have 12 to 14 teams. They're going to have 13 this year. They've had over 670 students go through that and 112 Dan, teams. Dan, who, who actually started the which whole is student cluster competition? How did it start? It started way back in 2006 when Brent Gorda was talking to, oh, I can't remember his name but it's someone that you would you would recognize and they were saying you know clusters are getting so easy do you think that undergrad students could put one together and make it run and one of them said yes the other one said not sure and they decided let's hold a competition so they did it at reno in 2007 with i believe five or six teams and that was also the year they had the power outage on the floor 
which just added to the fun for these teams that hadn't taken that into account. Well, it's real world. But it, it started from there. Yeah, it started from there and kind of slowly built. It was just an SC competition. But then it got into some danger right around 2010, 2011, in that some folks in the SC hierarchy didn't really see the value of it and really know if it was worth the resources they were putting into it, which bugged me because that's when I started covering it was in 2010 and trying to make it into a bigger deal. Well, Mr. Glad Shaner heard about that and of the HPC Advisory Council and then Mellanox, and he decided that they were going to put on their own competition at the ISC show. And they've done a fantastic job every year and this year, it's kind of the champion of champions competition because they have, out of their 13 competitors, they have seven former gold medal major competition champions competing but against remember, each other. They're only there for four years, supposedly. So it's new. It's not, yeah, the, not same the same people. students. Maybe the same advisor, but not the same, same yeah, students. Except in a couple of cases. <laughs> Like Ching, Ching Hua has some students that are still around. They're uh, what Jinan are they, University, now, like 45 which just won now? the AS. Well, they have some wives and families and stuff. Sure, their kids come to watch <laughs> them compete. No, no, I think that's. I think they're playing that pretty straight with the eligibility. But uh, Jinan University, who's in it, they just won the ASC competition, which was dreadfully difficult. They had a quantum computing simulation challenge. They had a natural language processing challenge, which forced the students to make their own neural net to be able to pass several levels of English exams, starting at high school, through college, through wow. master's level. <coughs> yeah. Then they had a, uh, and you'll love this, Henry, something called Presto, which is searching for pulsars. And it combines Fortran, C, C++, Python, and I don't know, probably Java, BASIC, everything else. It's, it's like, you know, every major HPC language ever. And the kids had to optimize that on CPUs. And that was quite the interesting proposition. One of the kids told me that uh, he looked at some of the notes for the code, the Fortran code, and it was last updated before this kid was born. <laughs> uh, but for ISC virtual competition, they're going to be putting them on two different supercomputers. One is the National Supercomputing Center in Singapore, which has GPU nodes. They have uh, some uh, DGXs that they're going to be using. And then the University of Toronto supercomputer, which is 2,000 CPU nodes. Now, they're not going to use all of them, but uh, they will and use I a portion of them. I assume this is virtual. Yes. The applications they'll be running are uh, Benchmarks, Linpack, HPCC, HPCG. Then the applications are Wharf, GPAW, which is a... Looking that up because I haven't heard of it. Software package for atomic scale quantum mechanical simulations and density function theory. So I hear that's going to be difficult. Meta Hipper Hipmer 2, which is a meta 
genome short read. And how did you how do you qualify for this? Put in an application. Put in a compelling reason why you think you'll win. What you'll do to work. What you've done. Your experience. That sort of thing. So it's it and goes, it goes through, a, through committee. a committee. They'll also be running lamps, by the way. You know, one of the sad things, Henry, that we should discuss a little bit is there were not any applications from any U.S. teams. I don't know why. Got to get them motivated for this. I, I think that if, uh, one of the things is probably they're worried about final exams and they might have some summer jobs kicking off, but it's a virtual competition. They could probably make arrangements with their professors and the same thing with summer jobs. It's not like they have to be there the whole time. And they have about a month yeah, to run it. It's a part time a year to be doing this. It's what is it in late June? It's already started. It's already started. It started May 24th and the award ceremony yeah, will be July to... 1st. But you know, there's a lot of other countries that are on the same academic year as the yeah, US. Yeah, that's true, Dan. It's, it's things are kind people of people have to get motivated. Over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, something needs to be done. Well, but we have. Well, uh, here's an example. Coming to all the interns that are at HP, at uh, Google, at Amazon, at they should be. Those companies ought to be. You know, all the companies that have lots of interns, they should be doing that. They should be saying, let's let's let them go do this as part of their internship. I think that's a great idea. That's a very Dell, good idea. IBM. I will forward everybody. that to the you people know, I know. Intel, AMD, Intel, Nvidia, sure. everyone. Sure. And those big companies have a big enough slug of interns to be able to Correct. put together a team pretty that's easily. That's why I, I that's why I came up with it, Dan. Yes. All right. Good, that means I can good, I'm done good, for good, the day. Uh, if you have one good idea, my first boss said you have one really good idea. You that's can go enough. anytime you're done, you know, you got that idea. Yeah. Just leave on a high day. note. I like that. Let me do a real quick rundown of the teams. We've got uh, Yan Zhao Tong University, Team Cyberpunk 6031, which I don't know what that <laughs> means, but it sounds scary. And they're a first-time competitor anywhere. They're from China. Don't know what to expect from them. We've got a team from the UK that was put together uh, by Computing Insights UK through their own internal competition. Don't know what to expect, but they did win the internal UK competition, so that's good. We've got National Cheng Kung University from Taiwan. Solid team. Funny thing about them, their first competition, they impressed the hell out of me because they didn't really have a cluster. They had two workstations with a few, you know, like a handful or, or so of consumer GPUs. They did pretty good in terms of efficiency. They had much less hardware than anybody else. But if you worked out the efficiency from it, they did pretty good. So I was impressed. We've got the... Uh, UPS team from Spain, supported by the Barcelona Supercomputing Center. The, this team has had what I call the COVID curse because in 2019 at uh, ISC 19, NVIDIA announced that they are now going to support ARM with CUDA. This team was over the moon because they've been using ARM since day one in concert with the Barcelona Supercomputer so now, Center. So now, going forward, they would be able to take their beloved ARM chips and match them up with real GPUs, and then let's see what happens. Problem is, COVID comes around, 
all the competitions go virtual and they don't get a chance to to put together their dream hardware set. It'd be interesting Sad. to see what they Sad. what they can do still, with an arm chip. Uh-huh. When these things I'm start sure going in person well again on power. next year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They will be a they'll be a top five team with that. We also have Heidelberg, the only German home team that's in it. We've got Shanghai Tech University from China. We've got Sun Yat-sen University from China, who won their first Linpack Award back when the ASC competition was in Sun Yat at Sun Yat-sen as a host institution. And what they figured out is that the their power was being checked every 30 seconds. So on their Linpack run, they would just crank it up to beat hell for about 28 seconds. Then they'd calm the system down, get underneath the power cap, get their tick mark, then they would jack it up again. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's not the rules are, I love it. I love it. This is these are people I love. I thought you like that as a I love it. former benchmarker. Yes. And I'm looking at that and that score and going, you know, that's not possible with the hardware they have. Did a little investigating, watch the meters. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> it was impressive. Uh, Janan University as also coming in, as I mentioned before, they just won the ASC 16 competition. These guys for AS or ASC 21, sorry. Because the ASC 20 was canceled, they kept the same applications, and these students had all been working for more than a year on one set of applications. So it was a A year fight. on applications. That's, that's uh, then, you can you yes. can get the developers to make changes because in they were. <laughs> <laughs> Nanyang Technological University is in. It's a good school. I really, they're, they're, they've always been fun interviews and uh, they've won a championship, one of the seven that have won championships and uh, several bronze medals. It's funny, these teams that I still keep thinking of as new, they've been doing this like 13 times. You know, time flies. University of Science and Technology of China is also in, eight-time competitor. They've won a gold medal, impressive. two silvers, and two bronze. Here's an impressive team. National Tsinghua University from Taiwan, 18 competitions. They were in the first competition in 2007, the very first. They've got four gold medals. They've won two bronze, two silvers, and four Linpacks. Good coaching, good team. They were also one of the first teams to use GPUs and to successfully use them back in 2010-11. Next one up. Needs no introduction, but we're going to introduce them anyways. Tsinghua University from China, 22 competitions. They've competed in pretty much every competition possible. 10 wins, five silvers, two bronzes. They don't care about Linpack. So what do you mean they don't go, they don't go after, after it? There is a way to configure your systems, mainly going low node count, right. high GPU count to go after Linpack. These guys come in with balanced systems. So they're, uh, they're just, used to be eight they're nodes, the, six nodes. They're, they're going, going after, after the overall. The application they're going after the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. Precisely. Uh, not to say they're not, I mean, they're using GPUs, but they're not overwhelming themselves with GPUs. The thing I think is they're a secret sauce is that 
I think they have the ability to regulate power and the skills far beyond some of the other teams. And it sounds like that's a big deal. <laughs> it's a huge deal when you only have 3,000 watts, and if you ran all of your system at full, you'd probably draw 5,000. Wow. So being able to really granularly take care of that power is important. Last team and the number one seed is the CHPC team from South Africa. And like all of their teams, there are no repeating students. These are always all new students who just started learning about HPC in like December, uh, probably March or April before the competition, their internal competition in December. And then they pick the team in December. Dell flies them to Dell headquarters in Austin and teaches them HPC for a week. And they sit down with Dell engineers and spec out the cluster they're nice. going to use. That's Isn't that really great? good. And every year it's a brand new team, but they're mentored by the old team. They keep the students involved. Happy Satoli has put together a juggernaut down there, and he is spreading HPC throughout well, the country. Well, that, that, that bodes and well it's really for grown. the country to be able to do something with you know the technology that's available to them. Absolutely. And this team has done fantastic. The first time they competed, they won. Came out of nowhere, beat everybody. Their official record, they've competed eight times, all at uh, ISC. They've won it four times. Came in second three times and third once. So every time they've competed, they've been in the top three. That's impressive. So highly impressive. As I said, the competition started May 24th, and it's going to run. The award ceremony is July 1st. And I just, uh, this is a really good competition. This is the competition that has the most high-powered teams. So we will see what happens. Impressive. Glad you're following this, yes. man, because, you know, somebody needs to follow this. This is our future. This is going to pay for our retirement. Yes, Yes, it will. I mean, these are the future folks that will be taking our place at some point. As if someone could take your place. <laughs> Lots of people No. Can. Well, <clears throat> maybe. But take my place as the Don Rickles of HPC? I don't see it. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I did, and I'll put a little ad in. I recorded a, uh, a seeding webcast with Brian Sparks from the HPC Advisory Council and our own Jesse Lanham. And uh, that's being put together, and you'll see that posted in a major HPC publication. It was a lot of fun doing that with them. So, Henry, what I'm wondering, is there any reason why nobody should ever be online yep. there ever is this a, week? Again, sadly, Dan, it's, I know it's shocking. There is something. It's Yes. No. no. Is it bad? Well, what, what's your definition of bad? What's the continuum? Is anything yeah. that can affect me? Well, I assume. Well, I, okay. <laughs> anyway, it can affect you, but you know, I don't know. Do you have an Android phone? Well, I do. Well, it seems that there's some false apps that have made it out to Android, and um, <laughs> you know, it's malware. Or you know that you could download these things that, that might not come from the Google Play Store and aren't vetted. Because they're, they're being posted, oh, we'll download this app, and it's not through the Play Store, and it kind of looks like the app, but it's not uh -oh. the app. 
So, uh oh, they look, you know, they look exactly like the app. And some of the apps are pretty seemingly innocuous. There's a something called Uplift, which is health and wellness. There's something called a book reader, which does audiobooks. There's something called Pluto TV, which I don't know what it is. There's some Russian thing. So this is this is not just U.S. attacks. They're they're going after any any you know Russian. There's Kaspersky for Android, and the the big one that got me that was um, is VLC, which is a media player. Oh no, I have VLC on my phone, and I have it on my I use VLC a <laughs> exactly, lot. Exactly, So, Uh-oh. but I only download from the app. You store, are safe. So am I safe? Okay. But if but do not don't go outside the app store. I guess is the that is the, the lesson. lesson here. And then then huh. I'll just the one that was second in my running was uh on my favorite site, one of my favorite sites, Krebs, where people are doing fake reviews to dangerous extensions that shouldn't have gotten on various app stores. But I'm not going to say where they're at. But a lot of fake reviews that are generated for extensions that are really bad. Eh. And would that be in the app store or outside that the would app be store? in app stores? Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. Uh oh. Okay. So, okay. Once again. Okay. See that the fake this fake review thing could really do some damage. It's more than just buying a bum product. You could be getting faked out and buying malware. Or keylogger. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So this fake review stuff is pretty bad. And the fact of the matter with natural language programs today, you can generate fake reviews pretty easily by the thousands, tens of thousands. Yes. And they're not necessarily the fumbling you know, muttering one-line reviews that you can tell are kind of You mean of the fake. ones you and I do? <laughs> yeah. This mm, product is good. You should <laughs> buy. End <laughs> of review. So that's what I got. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. You got to catch Don't. the wheat. I was, I've been, I've been working hard this week. It was a short week too. Yeah, I've been working hard myself. Not making progress, but working hard. Trying to think of the catch of the week. From a tech standpoint, I've upgraded my tech on sound in the bathroom. I require a lot of sound, so I have two 50-watt speakers now. Turns out that's maybe too much sound. Well, you don't have to turn the volume up all the way. No, I've cranked it down. I've decided that if it makes your ears hurt, I used to be of the philosophy that my ears just need to toughen up. <laughs> but now I, I, you know, it's like lifting weights for your ears. But now I'm thinking that maybe that's wrong. Is that after it's kind of some uh, heavy metal ACDC concert or something, Dan? You've made that decision. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's see. The other thing, I'm going to be upgrading the pumps on my, my uh, water cooling rig. But more on that down the road. So with that, let's go ahead and call it an episode of Radio Free HPC. Thank you out there for listening. And we will talk to you again soon. Boom. Bye-bye. Yay! Thank you for listening to this episode of Radio Free HPC. Reach out to us on email at podcast at Radio Free HPC or via Twitter at Radio Free HPC. 
As a quick note, the views and opinions of Henry Newman are his and do not reflect any policy or position of Seagate Government Solutions or Seagate Technology. Thanks again for listening.